0: God, it's good to be gathered together today and to witness a number of young people uh, profess their faith in you, their confidence in you. And we thank you that that you've been at work in their lives, in their baptism, in their instruction, in their family life, so that they're uh, prepared today to uh, publicly affirm their faith. But God, we pray for so much more than this, for them and for us. Uh, We pray that this day would be like, a lot like that first day of Pentecost, Uh, that the church would be so invigorated and so filled with your spirit that we go out into the world and that thousands and thousands of people come to know the hope that's found only in Jesus. It is in his name we pray. Amen. Game on. It was the day of Pentecost. Game on. Jesus Christ had been crucified as had been prophesied. He had been raised from the dead. He had ascended into heaven. And the Holy Spirit was poured out on that early church. Game on. Game on. That's what happened on the day of Pentecost. There was this explosion of growth. Uh, It says nearly 3,000 people got saved that day. Uh, Jesus had talked about the mustard seed being planted. It was just a little plant, just a little seed. And boom! It grows into the biggest of all trees. And and that's what happens on the day of Pentecost. Game on. Uh, Game on. Today's the day of confirmation. And let's be clear what's happening here on the day of confirmation. This is not simply about Well, mom and dad promised they'd make sure after your baptism that you'd come to confirmation so you can come to communion. This is not just about promises kept. This is not just about, well, now these kids know the Christian faith for sure and they're able to go out into the world and and we'll keep them safe now because they know the truth. Confirmation is a lot more than that. Confirmation is about game on. The church is reloading today. Today. God is pouring out His Spirit on our sons and our daughters so that they too can join the church and go out into the world and prophesy, proclaim Jesus Christ so that anyone and everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Game on. People love sports. You know think about games and playing games. Uh, uh, we are uh, uh, in America, we would say, sports rule. People love sports, the, the uh, vigor and the verve of sports uh, people love. And it's not just Americans. this is no knock on, on anybody. People, people generally, through the ages have loved sports. The, the Greeks had the Olympics. The Romans had the Gladiator games, and, and people love coming together for sports for athletic competition. There's something about the exertion. You get out of breath. You you work up a sweat. Uh, Maybe you get a little bruised and bloodied and the heart beats racing and you have all of those endorphins going afterwards. There's something about the exertion and and the challenge. People love a good challenge. We're trying to get this ball past that line or into that bucket or we're trying to do something with this ball on the other side and there are people trying to stop us and we're not going to let them. And it's going to be a battle. And we love that kind of a challenge. Uh, sports rule. Uh, there's something about teamwork. That old thing, you, you can do more together than you can do individually. And sports show that. Uh, that there's that teamwork. Not everybody's a quarterback. Not everybody's a shortstop. But together, we're going to all be together. Each one will play his part. And we'll take care of this. And we'll win. There's something about teamwork. Teamwork. Of playing with us, even in sports that aren't team sports, like swimming or, or tennis or, or track, even in those, golf, even in those sports, there's often a sense of team, even if it's, well, we're playing for Team USA. There's something about being part of a, a bigger group that is exciting. And the coaching. Coaching is a big part of sports. Uh, to have somebody else investing in you and, and helping you to be better than you were ever going to be on your own and, and encouraging you and challenging you and teaching. There's great value in coaching and nothing like victory. We won. <laughs> we won. And there you are. Out of breath, tired and dirty, a little uh, bruised and bloodied perhaps. But victorious. There's nothing like it. And this is exactly what what the church really is. You know, when we think about being part of the church, no no offense, but this isn't exactly a great picture of what the church is. Let's go in and sit down. Uh, or the catechism kids, you know, the, the, in discipleship training we, we, have, we pull the kids off the sports field, we drag them into a classroom, we say, well now sit, and we're going to talk about Jesus. And we need to do that, we need to do this. But, but the kingdom of God, the church, is much more than this. The kingdom of God is, is game hot. You know, we, we have exertion in the church. It is tough to be a Christian. We had a dinner the other night for the confirmation students and their parents and our elder, uh, Dan Leffert, uh, gave a little presentation and he talked about what Jesus said about the narrow road. It is tough. It is hard. It takes a lot of effort. We're saved by grace through faith, but to follow God, it takes a lot of work, a lot of exertion. We get out of breath. our, Our heart starts pumping. And there's great challenge in following. Satan and a host of evil is arrayed against us trying to thwart us and trying to pull us down, but we're not going to let them with Jesus. We're up to that challenge. And it takes teamwork. Teamwork. Paul talked about, now you are the body of Christ and individually members one of another. We are in this together. Not everybody's a quarterback. Not everybody's a shortstop. Not everybody's a kneecap. Not everybody's an elbow. But each part has its place on the team as we work together and coaching Jesus promised. He was going to pour out his Holy Spirit upon us. the Spirit would guide us, counsel us, direct us, help us to do more than we ever thought we could do on our own. And then there's nothing like the victory that comes in following Jesus. The victory we have is not to have our name etched on a trophy to be put on a shelf to gather dust. The victory we have is that our names are written in the book of life. And we are going to live and reign and rule with God in glory the likes of which Cooperstown couldn't begin to think about or or Canton, Ohio couldn't begin to think about any other hall of fame that you and I are going to be gathered with God's people in glory forever today. The day of Pentecost. Confirmation. It is game on. We think about the day of Pentecost. That was the second lesson today. It says when the day of Pentecost arrived. Pentecost was already a holiday for the people of God. Uh, It was supposed to fall 50 days after uh, the Passover. And so this was a festival and you were supposed to go to Jerusalem uh, for the festivals. That's why there were these people from all over the place that had gathered together into Jerusalem. And the believers were gathered together. It says they were all together in one place. And uh, uh, it looks like there were about 120 believers at the time. And when they were gathered together in the one place, it says suddenly there there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it says, and it filled the entire house. It filled the entire, you know, the word there is is echo. And there's this reverberation that happened. It filled the entire house. And then it says that there were divided tongues as a fire that appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. John the baptizer had said this would happen. Uh, John the baptizer was baptizing and he said, now I baptize with water for the forgiveness of sins, for the, uh, for the forgiveness of sins, uh, for repentance. There's this new life that, that comes. But there's one coming after me who is greater than I am. I'm not even right to, to tie his shoes. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and Fire. And on the day of Pentecost, that's exactly what happens. The Holy Spirit is poured out upon these early believers, and they begin to speak in other languages, gosalalia. The speaking in tongues is not just kind of religious gibberish, uh, some kind of a prayer tongue, but the Bible says that speaking in tongues was that these guys could speak in languages that they had never been instructed in. So that everybody could hear the gospel in his own language. It says uh, Parthians and Medes, Elamites, uh, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya, people from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Uh, Proselytes were people who who weren't Jewish by birth, but had become part of the people of God. Proselytes. Uh, Cretans, Arabians, and they all heard God's message in their own language. And it says, at this sound, the multitude came together. We're going from a little mustard seed and a tree starting to grow. The church is now spilled out of the house and into the streets. Oh, multitude of people are gathering together. And then it says this, it says Peter, Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Peter. Peter. He he was the one, this was what, 50 some days earlier, was there in the courtyard. And he said, I swear, I don't know who he is. I don't know him. This is the eleven. It was what, some 50 days earlier that they were huddled all together on the day of the resurrection in great fear. But things are different today. Things are different now. The Holy Spirit has been poured out on them. And it says, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. And here's what he said. He said, game on. He said, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. He said, everybody listen up. He said, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. These people aren't drunk like you think they are. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. These people aren't drunk. This is what Joel said would happen. Joel said that in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my male servants and female servants, in those days I'm going to pour out my spirit and they're going to prophesy. The Word of the Lord is going to go out into the world. I'll show signs and wonders above and and signs on the earth below. And then when the day of the Lord comes, the sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. He said, men of Israel, hear these words, Jesus of Nazareth. You guys saw him. You saw the signs and the wonders that he did, that God did through him. And he was appointed by the Father. This didn't happen by accident. God raised him up for this purpose. Even though lawless people came and arrested him and killed him, crucified him, God raised him from the dead. This is the one that that David was waiting for. David's greater son. David had said about him, the Lord said to my Lord, uh, uh, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies my footstool. Uh, David said, "I, uh, I saw the Lord always before me. He's at my right hand. He said, the Holy One will not see decay. Peter proclaimed Jesus as the only one in whom there is life, forgiveness, salvation. He called on them to believe on him and to trust in him. He said, let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. And it says they were cut to the heart. So what must we do to be saved? And Peter said, repent and be baptized. Which is to say, really, nothing. What must we do to be saved? Nothing. Trust in the Lord. Count on Him. Come and let Him give you a new mind. Let Him give you a new life. Let Him wash away your sins. And it says 3,000 people were added to their number that day. Game on. That was the Kingdom of God then. And that's the Kingdom of God today. Confirmation Sunday. Game on. This is not just some kind of religious rite that we have kids so they dress up in white robes and have red flowers. This is game on. God is reloading the church for our time. That our sons and daughters would be filled with the Spirit and would prophesy and go out into the world and proclaim Jesus. Today we celebrate that together we are on Team Jesus. On Team Jesus, all are completely unqualified. They had the NBA draft a few weeks ago. I think the NBA draft is coming up. I'm not sure when the hockey draft or the baseball draft might be, but uh, when, when the pros draft people, they always look for the most qualified players. You know, how much can they lift, and how fast can they do this, and how high can they do that? It's all about how qualified you are to get on the team, not for Team Jesus. He calls us who are Unqualified. The Bible says there's no one righteous. No, not one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God invites each and every one of us. It's not because you are this religious or that religious. God calls each one of us and invites us to be part of His people. He qualifies us through the blood of Jesus. He washes away our sin. All are differently gifted. Uh, The Bible says that... uh, the manifestation of the spirit has been given to each one for the common good. Each one is differently gifted. Uh, we aren't all the quarterback, we aren't all the shortstop. we're not all a kneecap or an elbow. Each one has some gift. Each one has some part to play in the kingdom. On Team Jesus, there's nobody Did you this was true of me when I played sports. I spent a lot of time on the bench. <laughs> not for team Jesus everyone's on the field. Everyone has a part. All are differently gifted, but all are equally valuable. Uh, The hand can't say to the foot, I don't need you. The, The hip can't say to the ankle, I don't need you. All are equally valuable. You know, there's no coveting in the kingdom of God. There's no coveting saying, well, how come she gets to do this? Or how come he gets to do that? How come I can't? Rather, in In the Kingdom of God, we're grateful for what God has called us to be. And there's no coveting, there's no competing with each other about who's doing what. Although there is always this competition, we strive to outdo one another in love and good works. In Team Jesus, all are singularly focused. Uh, The best way to ruin a team is to have the the teammates start to go in different directions, have different goals, have different agendas, different objectives. In Team Jesus, we have a singular focus. We want God's name to be hallowed, His kingdom to come, and His will to be done. We want people to know Jesus as Lord and Savior, to be rescued, that they might be part of the kingdom. That's what we're about. That's what God is reloading the church for in our time and our age on this day of Pentecost, on this day of confirmation, we gather together and we say, game on. This is our time on the field. This is our quarter or our period or or our set or our match. This is our time. And the Spirit is poured out on these young people. The Spirit is poured out on us that like Peter and the others, we would go out into the world in love and good works and proclamation proclamation we've got to proclaim out loud jesus is the hope and the life of salvation jesus said you will also bear witness god has raised us up god has raised you up for this time and for this place in our community and beyond This is not about protecting these kids. Oh, they know about Jesus now. And now they can go on to the rest of their life. This is not about promises kept at the baptism. I said I'd get them to... This is about God is reloading the team, strengthening you and me to go out into the world to make a difference that that mustard bush might continue to grow and blossom. We go out together as the people of God and we say, game on. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that that you have called us and qualified us by Jesus Christ, not by ourselves, but by Jesus Christ to be part of your people. And we pray that just as you...